Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. As we closed last week's broadcast, we were looking at what Dr. Harley says is another of the wife's emotional needs. That is, family commitment. She needs him to be a good father. Well, what does a woman really mean when she says she wants her children to have a good father? Behind that remark lie expectations of responsibilities she wants him to fulfill. Ironically enough, they may conflict with his need for domestic support, which we talked about last week. To deal with such a situation... The couple must achieve open communication in two important areas, time and training. Now, here's what I call a duh statement. Parenting takes time, lots of time. And until you become one, you really can't appreciate how much time. A man should devote time to his family. He can strengthen both his marriage and his ties with his children by developing what Dr. Harley calls quality family time. Now, this is not to be confused with child care tasks, you know, feeding, clothing, and watching over children to keep them safe. Those are domestic tasks that we discussed last week. Quality time is when the family is together for the moral and educational development of the children. You'll recall from several programs back how Dr. Harley recommended that a husband and wife schedule 15 hours a week for giving undivided attention to each other. That time is to be spent meeting each other's intimate emotional needs so that their romantic love for each other can remain strong. If you did this, you probably had to rearrange your priorities, spending your time on what means the most to you. Now Dr. Harley makes another recommendation that will undoubtedly require another arrangement of priorities. He recommends another 15 hours a week for quality family time. Now before you turn this suggestion off as being entirely unrealistic, hear him out. Without a doubt, the hours spent with your children are some of the most important hours of the week. And if you want to influence your children training them to become successful adults, time together is crucial. But do you actually have that much time left in your schedule? Well, let's take a look at your total time each week. You have 168 hours in a week. Let's start our allocation of time with laying down a healthy foundation for your personal well-being. Eight hours of sleep a night. Now, I know most of you probably don't get that, but play along with me. Eight hours of sleep a night is 56 hours in a week. Taking that away from our 168 total hours leaves us with 112 hours. If you estimate the time it takes to get ready for work in the morning and ready for bed at night to take another 12 hours, that leaves 100 hours. According to Dr. Hartley, Your job, including getting there and returning home again, should not take more than 50 hours a week. He says that if you work more than that, 
you cannot achieve your most important objectives in life. Well, after carving away time for all of these things, there are still 50 hours left for you to schedule. You have 15 hours for undivided attention and another 15 hours for quality family time, leaving you 20 hours for everything else you want to accomplish. Household tasks, hobbies, church activities, more time at work, or just sitting at home relaxing. A time budget, or weekly schedule if you like, is like a financial budget. It helps keep your priorities straight. As we have talked before, if you don't budget your money or tell it where to go, you will make so many low-priority purchases that you will have no money left for things that are truly important to you. Well, the same thing is true with a time budget. If you don't schedule your week with your highest priorities in mind, you'll run out of time before you can accomplish them. To make this change for your family, you will need to eliminate some activities that are currently in your schedule. But ask yourself, are the activities you will be eliminating more important than your care for each other and your care for your children? Once you've carved out the hours in your schedule, you'll be ready to consider what you will be doing during that time. Remember, the purpose of quality family time is the moral and educational development of your children. Among the most important lessons to be taught are thoughtfulness and how to care for each other. So your activities should focus attention on helping each other, showing a cooperative spirit. Keep your family together as a unit during this time and make it fun for your children, not a time of drudgery. But what should you be doing during quality family time? Dr. Harley says to consider activities such as these. Meals together as a family, going for walks and bike rides, attending church services, family meetings, playing board games together, reading to the children before bedtime, helping the children with financial planning, family projects and household tasks, and be certain that these are fun for the children working on them together as a family. Now you may actually find that making room in your schedule for quality family time doesn't really require the elimination of activities, but rather their modification. For example, if your family currently has meals on the run, with everyone grabbing a bite to eat separately, start having your meals together. Instead of activities that separate your family members, try to arrange to do things as a family. One of the biggest consumers of parental time is sports. Can athletic activities be planned that keep the family together? Dr. Harley says that if you have children under the age of 12, you will find it fairly easy to motivate them to spend time with you in this way. Once they reach their teens, however, they will begin to tax your ingenuity. Now they want to spend most of their time with their friends. Your family begins to see less and less of them. To compensate, develop well-planned events aimed at teens. Otherwise, they will express their dissatisfaction clearly and strongly. If your children have grown up with such family time, 
it should not be too difficult to get them to continue the practice. Now, that doesn't mean you will not be challenged by teens who have other plans. But with some more thought and perhaps more expense in your plans, you can develop something your teens will agree to continue. If you try to start family time during your children's teen years, they may not agree at all to such an arrangement. In such situations, don't let the arguments become too heated. You have to maintain a relationship so you can speak into their lives. Most educators realize that children are easier to influence than teens or adults. Take a page from their book, and if your children are still young, make the most of your ability to mold them with quality moral standards and life principles that can benefit them for years. Keep in mind the goal of training your child in the way he should go with his future needs in mind. If you take family time seriously in your children's early growth stages, you will not find yourself in trouble later. Parenting takes training, lots of training, if you want to parent your children well. No one is born knowing how to care for a child. Hundreds of books on parenting appear on bookstore and library shelves each year, and countless seminars try to explain how to train children. These resources abound with information on everything from toilet training to enforcing bedtimes. But here are some basic guidelines for fathers from Dr. Harley that he says most mothers would enthusiastically endorse. Guideline number one. Learn how to reach agreement with your wife. From an emotional needs standpoint, Dr. Harley says that it makes no sense for a father to ignore his wife's opinions regarding child training. She needs him to join her in the educational and moral development of their children, not take over completely. But many fathers don't know how to negotiate with their wives. They think conflicts in child training must be decided by force, which parent is strong enough to get his or her way. If the parent prevails, he steps back and lets her train the children by herself. If he prevails, he wants her to submit to his authority. Dr. Harley goes on to say that the wisest approach to child training is found through negotiation that leads to a mutually enthusiastic agreement. If a mother and father agree on the rules their children will be expected to follow, and agree on how to discipline them when those rules are not followed, they avoid common mistakes most parents make. And the wife's need for family commitment is met. As parents, we all know that if they can get away with it, children will divide and conquer. They make a deal with mom to get around dad. To avoid that age-old strategy... When a child wants a privilege, both mom and dad should consult in private and give an agreed-on answer. Dr. Harley says that in family after family, children successfully manipulate one parent who favors them. Let's say dad favors Monica. Mom favors Jennifer. So Monica goes to dad for money, and he tries to give it to her without her mother knowing. When Jennifer finds out about it, she demands the same treatment. 
Mother tries to make father give Jennifer the same amount of money, resulting in a deep wedge driven between husband and wife. Well, our time is gone for today. I want to alert you that on Friday evening, September 15th, and Saturday morning, September 16th, I will be leading a couples conference. The conference is sponsored by Christian Living Magazine and will be held at Cloverdale Church of God. You can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net. On the home page, you'll see a couples conference information and registration block. Click on the Click Here button to download a brochure and also to register. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.